All right, everybody, welcome back to uh, another last special kind of debate episode. Uh, we've got, for you today, we've got the top five players in our lifetime, excluding Messi and Ronaldo and excluding anybody that's still kicking a ball, you know. Uh, we're looking forward to this one, lads. I'm looking forward to it, mate. I've got my top five and I know the best, so looking forward to it. That'll be a first. Let's see if he gets any ones in the top five this week. I know. <laughs> well, I just want at least a wee bit of an argument for him this time. It would be a bit better, but uh, no, it should be good. Aye. Aye. So who's wanting to get it started? Anybody want to take a shot? Chris, you stars get a wee other goal in. Let's get right, Chris in the goal. Wee other goal. Right, uh, number five, I went with John Terry. As not just a great football player, a great leader and captain as well for Chelsea. Won a Champions League with him. Won a lot of cups with him. Could say that he was uh, probably one of the greatest players in Chelsea's history for them. And um, going back to the great captain, so that's why I put him up there as one of the best. For me, with Terry, he's a part of the best defensive team I've. I know they might have not conceded. I, mean, I know there's teams that have won the title and all that have conceded less goals in them, but for me, that was the best defence I've ever seen. Is there teams that have conceded? Because did they normally concede nine or something? Is, is that, that the record? I that that was there, like, is that still the record? I, I don't know. I still stood. Liverpool and Sheridan, you know, I'm sure they've no, they've never really. Uh, it's not as if we'd ever noticed that they conceded pure, no much. Right, for me, that would probably be like the best if it like Han, Carvalho, uh, Bridge, and Czech, and I can't remember who played right back. Uh, Ferreira was it? Paulo Ferreira. Uh, Ferreira, I think he had came to, came to Porto away Mourinho. Uh, uh, aye, that was a great team, man. But even at that, Terry, longevity, he played only like retired two years ago or something. Aye, like it was, uh, was amazing for Chelsea, man. And, and even with Villa, yeah, I don't know. I know he still had, he still done a job at Villa, but the fact that he came through their academy, went on to captain them, came through West Ham's academy, and until the age of fourteen, then signed for Chelsea. And see them at like fellow professionals that he worked with and stuff. They all say like they didn't realize until they played them how good a passer the boy was. I know, especially. When you think the centre half and that weren't really known for maybe their passing mm. at that kind of time and stuff, so Terry right foot, left foot. Well, could, oh, last week in the podcast we spoke about uh no two weeks ago when we did the last debate we spoke about uh Vidic and the conversation there, but for me Terry's like the best defender to ever play in the and that's maybe just uh, Vidic Vidic and Van Dyke might be up there event Van Dyke might be when you see at the end of it, but in Vidic as well, but it's just for Longevity, it's not their fault they didn't uh, play in the Premier League for so long, but it's just he did play in the Premier League. That's a good shout, Chris. That's a good shout. Cheers, mate. Right, I'll jump in then. Uh, who am I? I'll go number five, which is quite a, a late round for them, what people might think, but uh, I'm still going to put my I'm going to put Ronaldinho in. Ronaldinho. Just for listen, I, I, I can completely agree that Ronaldinho's career wasn't. 15 years of absolute class, and uh, we're talking a great, how many years, 8 year, 8 year maybe, since 98, 98 he kind of broke out, and then he was in that Brazil team in 2002, mm-hmm. it was disgusting, he played for Brazil for so long, and so many players credit Ronaldinho for teaching them so much about the game, like, we're talking about boys like Messi, who've always said like Ronaldinho helped them so much, we're talking Neymar talking about him when it came to international level, the two of them played each. They actually played against Scotland, didn't they, the two of them? Uh, I, remember, I remember Neymar played that game at the Emirates. I'm not was sure that was famous photo where the two of them are standing in a free kick, I'm sure, against uh, that Scotland? Probably against England, I know that. Aye. Uh, uh, when, uh, when do you think that Ronaldinho like, peaked? When do you think it was his peak years? Uh, the Ballon d'Or year, 2006, was it? 2005, 2006, I think it was. Oh, uh, 2005 when they won the Champions League, I believe he won it. Well, Liverpool won it in 2006. No, 2006, yeah. I like that year. His first, first season at Barcelona as well was, every season, French football wasn't really, it was a great standard, it was probably a better standard then, than it was for a while until we kind of get back to the new, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was still like a standout player. That's why Barcelona got went and bought him. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not a standout player. You're Barcelona don't buy unless you're a standout player. Well, back then maybe. Back then, aye. Maybe Breath Breathway might put an argument in. I'm sure. On a, I'm sure he played in, when he played with PSG. He played in the team that Rangers beat in penalties. Did he? And I'm sure. I think I don't know if he had a penalty. Played I remember Pochettino missed one. 
If we're next to Mikel Arteta as well. Aye, I don't know, I'll trade. Uh, uh, but Ronaldinho was like, see when you speak about like people that grew up, because like, similar as in the years when you grew up watching football, Ronaldinho was the one that probably most people would say made them fall like fall in love with football. Mm-hmm. Like just the way he played, the enjoyment, the kind of the freedom they had and that. And, and probably the first player to really come out, like, we've always had like maybe tricky players and that, but he was one of the first that really took it on a new level, I think, boys. Oh, he's kind of samba flicks and all that. Oh, disgusting with a nutmeg as well. It yeah, was, I loved it. It was naughty. If you think it's not, ah, he's... It, he's well, that's amazing. what Messi kind of credits him as well for, like, the dinking a goalie aspect, like, teaching them about it, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, how many goals has Messi scored by dinking a goalie? He set up his very fu- Messi's very first goal, isn't it? Aye. So. so he did have fallouts, but he, he, did, he was quite famous the for... The animal, Aye, that and uh, stuff like that. But uh, he reinvented himself, like, throughout the... Career, like when he went to AC Milan, he might have not been at the same standard, but he started playing in the middle of the park rather than the left channel. Yeah, so he start he could reinvent himself. Like, yeah, uh, but for me anyway, it was just I think it's Maria. It's On just the eye, can I? like it's just I. Uh, it's just the way I the way I like. I'm not saying all wingers have to play like that, but I do like a winger with a wee bit of trickery, and he had trickery pace, and yeah, he could finish time. a ball. Yeah. Vivas, Twitter and all that, but at the same time, he, 
He wasn't one of these boys that were a show pony. He, he was a player. Nah, he could. He was a serious player. The only thing maybe in terms of that argument, if I like longevity. Yeah, the longevity fact. Like schools had that. Like his career was just. Like most of the career was just brilliant. That's where I'm you putting know, the kind know. of argument in here because like I'll come up later on my list and I think you've probably got one of the players as well. Like because I know he's one of your favourite players ever, so I'm imagining he's in your list. But uh, it's like. What do you balance here? Yeah. Do we balance like longevity or we balance how good they were at their peak? Because Ronaldinho was the yeah. better player on his peak, arguably. Yeah, yeah. But longevity, like, schools probably had a very solid career. Yeah, and a, a very good career. Very good career throughout. High, mo- like, had special three, moments. four seasons of just being yeah. arguably the best player on the planet. No, nah, I'm happy to, I'm happy to give you Ronaldinho on that one. Well, I'm... No, I'm happy with Ronaldinho. Steal the thunder. Host, host privilege here. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm happy. Chris, if you're happy to go with it, I'll go. Go with what? Ronaldinho. I went with schools, but if it's Ronaldinho, then it has to be that. Going for it. I'm sticking by it. I'm, I'm not used to it. Yeah. Like that one, let's right. Ronaldinho, number five on the list. There we go. There we go. Shambles. Guess you start <laughs> Guess you start number four. Yeah, I start four. Right, okay. Uh, I'm going with, sounds like, sounds like it's another Chelsea player, but... Uh, didn't make his career at Chelsea, but uh, Sammy Wetu. I think I went for Sammy Wetu because I think he's one of the most underrated players in football, especially one of the most underrated strikers. Like even Mourinho said when he had him at Inter, that he was the main one of the main reasons why they won the Champions League and dominated Italian football when Mourinho was there. He says that he said a lot when he played the teams. You look at the teams he played for, just big massive clubs like Barcelona, under Guardiola and and Milan and Chelsea. Under Mourinho, it's it's just it's, and even even shows that he was still doing it when he was getting on and he was he was getting older. He was thirty four now. He was still scoring goals in the Premier League and that. Hat tricks, man. Hat tricks and that when he wanted. So it's uh, had a great career in Russia. Always forget. Always forget. That's where he ended up. Rest his life. Fucking loving uh, life. <laughs> but no, Did they win two Champions Leagues? They only won one. They was out the door by the time they won it in two thousand six. Uh, still being no, like, what did they die in two thousand What was the other one? You know. One one right one. Yeah, I won. You won, you won, 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 I thought it was Espanol, but now I'm thinking of it if he went to Barca. But yeah, that doesn't even surprise me, man. You know what? Like, uh, they'll get started on And that then one. he signed for Barca and just. It wasn't he Espanol. It was like Mallorca or Granada. Mallorca rings a bell. Brilliant, man. But at the same time, like, I remember he had an, like, a, a crazy goal record at whatever team that was uh, that he was before. And then that's why Barca kind of picked Barca up. And he was like, he looked as a solid striker for La Liga and then he just decided to be, like, no decided, he just grew into be like a solid striker for the world. Aye, uh, European fucking pillars, wasn't he? He was quite, he quite a good Cameroon
I'm going to have to fit one of the two of them in. Yeah, and Xavi was... I think what people forget about Xavi was, like, like a lot of the time, right, he was on the ball and he was he was tricky and he, he could play the pass and all that and he was really he was a creative player on that but we also forget how much of a work horse he yeah, was like in the middle of the park up. like that Barca six second rule was always there like win the ball back within six seconds and they'd done it like it wasn't as if like teams ever kept blind face spells of possession yeah, against them it was as if whoever played against that Barcelona team, had to the say pitch it. was massive. Uh, like, they just made the pitch massive and they just couldn't get near them. Like and one, then when they lost the ball, like, if Barcelona lost the ball, the pitch would become the smallest thing. It was like one of those Scott ball. Wilson training jobs. Yeah, shout out Scott Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just kept there's two in the middle and there's six around you. Get, get uh, the ball off them. Possession, man. That's, uh, you honestly, see with the movement of Xavi and Iniesta and Obus gets stated his position, but he always knew how he kind of move left or right uh, a, always, a yard to get a space they were always the movement you'd think you'd be playing against six people in the middle of the park that's what it was like as if there was two Xavis and, the, and we're talking about Xavi obviously like as his ability right now but we can go on to talk about his like his resume and his honours where we're talking like two three time Champions League winner 2015 Aye, did because he was playing. He was playing when Guardiola was still playing. Two times, two times World Cup winner. Uh, well, no, won, won the World Cup once and they won it. Two, two euros, euros sorry, I got that mixed up there. So two euros, two, and I couldn't even begin to kind of make an estimate on how many La Ligas he won in his career. Individual awards, awards as well. Like, said on the players he was up against. Ah, he was. I'm sure there was one Ballon d'Or year, but it was Xavi and Iniesta and Messi. I think that happened a few times. Yeah, I think Xavi was quite in about the argument for a Ballon d'Or like a couple of times uh, just... it, was, it was close man but I think with Iniesta and Xavi they, they wouldn't be too gutted about losing out of Messi uh, they, but, came, they came as a free didn't they man and what a free but that's what I mean like see at that time period talking about players and all that was there a player that could have fit Xavi's role any better especially just being a boy to the academy and that yeah, do you know what I mean amazing man coming through so well like, he, he got a bit of stick in his early years I'm sure I've seen the football's greatest documentaries and that he, he went through those kind of years of stick and, and he got through it and then he went on to captain the club so that tells you what you need to know about his character as well it's not just about the football ability it shows he's he's a, he's a man you know what I mean he's a serious serious player he's a contender for the fourth anyway mate. but uh, moving on to my fourth I've went I know we've been working our way back to top to bottom here but I've went for Paolo Maldini um, greatest. I think he's one of the best defenders ever. Just as a pure oh, defender. We'll go into that conversation. As a pure defender, he was just like I when I grew up watching AC Milan. Like obviously when I was young and that, there was times you just thought he was unbeatable at the back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was like an ad that went up in Italy, and it was like Italy's goalkeeper get like easiest job in the world. Yeah, just because of Nike that uh, but Maldini was just a monster man, he had everything. And I know I said like it's all about his defensive, but you know, he, he could take the ball on, he could, he could step forward with it. I mean he played left back and answer half, so he was versatile as well. The thing that always kinda freaks man. me about Maldini when I look when I like look at his career and that Kirs loves him to bits by the way, we'll get we'll get into <laughs> that in a second. But uh I forget that he's right Because he played on the left. He's right fitted, he played in it. He's left fitted, I know. That's how good I think he was with both uh, feet. He tackled with both feet, where you don't see a lot of defenders that are able to do that. Honestly, in the modern game, you don't see a, both, a lot of defenders that are able to tackle with both feet. But he was right fitted. So he was probably like, you can go to him outside, I'll take it here. You can come inside, I'll take it here. He's the best example of a, a like a, a weaker-sided foot playing on the other ah, side. Yeah, I've, ever seen work, I've, always, I've ever seen it full back. I've always seen it full back. He's the best... It, honestly, Maldini could be in contention, well. contention for the best left back ever, and he could probably be in contention for the best centre half ever. That tells you what you need to know. So that is my fourth, and I'm fucking strong about Guess that. Guess what man. was the Maldini quote you always like to tell us about? Oh, about the defending. Oh, if you if you have to make a tackle, you've already made a mistake. Just sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. So if you read the game well, then you should be able to. If so. he did not make a tackle, I think this might be it. the first unanimous uh, decision. Yeah, right, but we'll see, because uh, Maldini was my number three, so he's going to have to be number four for his. 
Not that, I suppose. But, eh, uh, they're both a chavy button, huh, man? Well, we could, we could see, man, because Maldini might keep it, we could maybe keep him at number three if I'm happy with the four and then maybe put Chavi in, but for now, we'll just put him in at number four just, just for now. Yes, you, you're happy with Maldini, like, you love him, the bit I'm happy, I was going to vote Maldini anyway, so. We'll see where he, where he ends up at the end. Yeah, he's in there now and I'm happy with that. Yeah. I got Maldini. But, um, Div, do you want to start as well, number three? Well, it was Maldini. So, my, my number three was Maldini. Oh, fuck's all it was. Uh, Chris, do you want to start as your number three? I, I'm, go- I'm just going to have to be a, a decider here and t- see what they find out. No, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. There you go, Chris. Right, so, my number three. Uh, well, my number three, I went for Zidane. Oh, for fuck's sake. I went with Zidane because just how great a football he was. One of the best footballers I've got to play the game. Uh, Scored one of the greatest goals ever just down the road at Hamden. I inspired Leverkusen in the Champions League final, which is probably the greatest goal ever. And uh, I think he's just an all round fantastic player, so I thought it was a good pick to go with Zidane. Zidane, I mean, don't want to kind of put us ahead here, but Zidane was on my list, maybe not number three, but he's on my list. Zidane's on my list as well, lads. So uh, I don't know how we're going to work this one, but uh, we'll talk about Zidane now, Dave. He's my number two, so there's my number two going there. Just what? Is this just awkward then? Yes, it's just uh, awkward. What, 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 can we, what can we say about Zidane? I mean, probably people can still say he's the best midfielder of all time, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to... He's got to be in this list. It's just about kind of where we fit him in. For me, if I had to... If I had to, like, pick an ideal midfielder, it would be Zinedine Zidane or anybody on this planet, because... He was special, man. He was six foot two, six foot three, which people don't realise because how good he was with a turn with, with the body's feet or how quick he was with a ball in a couple of yards. Like, yeah. He was a massive player. He was. He must have been one of the most intimidating players you've ever seen. Right, especially that man. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about a boy that's like... See, quite rightfully, like, I'm quite right to kind of put this opinion out there, even though I think he's a great player on that, but... He's probably walked away with not as many trophies as he yeah, should have. Yeah, I was going to look at his... He's kind of... The trophies that he, and the medals that he got earlier. Probably not as many as players that were near his level. Aye, there's players definitely... like We're talking about like most successful players all the time, like Danny Alves and all that. And, yeah. and then you're kind of looking at Zinedine Zidane. Like, most decorated careers and that, but... That just goes to show that like when it comes down to like people can say about what people have won and stuff, but... It's not always about what you've won. It's not always about the, the trophies that you get, the individual medals that you get. If people are, if people think you're just a good player, top player, then that's all you need. But um, for that man number three, I mean, it's gonna. I think arguing anyone with Zidane is difficult. But for man number three, I went with Kaka. Um, that's the one I was talking about. About the yeah, yeah. I Kaka when I grew up, like. Watching football, what some of my oldest memories, two thousand five, six, seven, it was unplayable. Like for a year, two or three, he was unstoppable. Like he would just, cause that like as we mentioned that in the podcast a few weeks back that we grew up like kind of admiring Man United and stuff, and the AC Milan played them over two legs in two thousand seven, and Kaká just blitzed them, man. Like it was. Unstoppable. That was a, that was the moment I just went like, well, this is like the best player in the world, and he ended up winning the Ballon d'Or that year. Uh, but I don't know your thoughts on Kaka. If he's, I know you you mentioned about the longevity and stuff, but similar to your Ronald, you one where you've just went like he's just made you think like that's a, that's just a different level altogether. Aye, but the similar like that's sim- that is similar. But the only argument I'd have was like when Ronaldinho got his move to the one of the biggest clubs in the world. Listen, AC Milan were one of the biggest clubs in the world at that time, but when he got that move to Spain, like, I really feel for Kaka because he came in and everybody thought, wow, and then, what was it, four weeks later, Ronaldo signed or something like that? Uh, and he got, he was injured, he got that, got a couple of bad injuries. And I know, but what a frightening team they would have had, by the way, Kaka and Ronaldo. Like, if Ronaldo, if Kaka and Ronaldo, if Kaka stayed at his prime kind of uh, two years earlier or something. Uh, but, but Kaka, for me, like, Attack midfield otherwise, like we can he's another one kinda like uh not exactly like Zidane but like he was a he was a, he was still quite a, 
tall boy, wasn't he? Like, Aye, he was tall. He was, he must have been about six foot. He was a tall boy, but still lightning, rapid. Like, uh, probably like the best, like, he was the strongest like runner with the ball. Like, see when he was running with the ball, like, and maybe they could, uh, uh, they could get near him, like maybe they could touch him, and he was strong and all. Like, I know he was. He played he in that AC Milan team in Bayview, but name a few of them, man. See that AC Milan team? There's a couple of boys. Like, I, I'm really, I was really struggling not to try and slip Pirlo into my nah, five. I was really struggling trying to put him in because he's just. I don't know why I put him in two lists in a row. Do you, do you think like see with Kaká, see when you see when you like picture like a Brazilian player. He was like, he was special and he was amazing, but... He wasn't Brazilian? Aye, uh, he was... That's what I mean, mean he, uh, Like, uh. you've got all these other... All the Brazilian players are quite similar, I think, uh, and he was, like, different. I think that's what made him so... I, 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 I know, I feel an iconic, man, and, like, in the Champions League final where he put up a shirt and said, I belong to Jesus, that, that's, like, an iconic moment, like, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was talking about his wee, wee best in that, man, but... Uh, Kaka, it was just... When I grew up, he was the first... I think he was the first player I seen, and I thought... He's the best player I've ever seen. He set up the goal for... Uh, who scored in the final? What? The... The dink. Who scored the dink in the final against Liverpool when they got beat free? Uh, uh, they got beat again. Was it Crespo? Crespo. Oh, it was Aggie, yeah. Oh, it was Crespo. Uh, Crespo. He played a belt of a ball right in between the two centre. Oh, ah, that was Kaka as well. So yeah, that is Locker and Arnold. Aye, when we talk about Kaka, we talk about some of his Dribble. strikes and some of his... Yeah, and then he'd, he'd dribble through the middle of the Man United back to two defenders with the heat up through the middle. Like... That was, that, was that was his year, that was his He had the ability to play a pass, he had everything kind of. Yeah, he had everything. As an thankful, he had everything. I'm going to make a wee conscious decision here and a wee suggest it to you. We move Zidane forward. We move Zidane forward and move Kaka back one. And we keep Maldini at three. Yeah. I like your thinking now, man, but... Ah, I just think because Zidane's going to come up and offer you a list. Aye, Zidane, Zidane's, Zidane's so, going to be further up. I think that's right, really and then Cosmo, Cosmo Maldini's came up in two people's lists Aye. rather than Kaka's. Kaka. Oh, listen. We'll talk about it. We can talk about it at the end, but I'd like to... I'd, I, for me personally... Like, both, for me personally, I, if I was going to be a list, and you two can disagree or not, but like for me anyway, I'd like to, I'd have Kaka on my list, but I'd probably have Maldini in front of him. That's just saying. But Chris agrees, but I'm happy to go with it. Oh, do we? That's, that's longevity as well, because we're talking nah, about, like, Kaka maybe having his prime in that, but we're also, like, we're talking about Maldini as a 40-year-old guy in these conversations. Like, Still, like, he's the best. And he had ever. nine years in a decade, so it wasn't as if he only played five or six yeah, good years. Like, he played nine, and he was, I think, in that nine-year, um, like, I think he was, like, 32 when the, the, dec- like, the year 2000 struck. He was 32. <laughs> And he still went on to play like another 150 games in Serie A for, for Milan or something along the lines. If being at least keeper's the easiest job in the world, then I'm happy to put him in at number three. Right, we'll, we'll go back to it, but I, I think that was maybe a suggestion. Yeah, My number two is Zidane. So, you two are going to have to make an argument to beat yeah. Zidane here at number two. Okay. Um, I'll start us. My number two, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, Terry Henry. Zidane and Henri, in the years where they, they were kind of probably in their prime at the same time, I'd say. Ah, yeah, I think like, when they coming up against each other, like, I remember Arsenal came up against uh, Real Madrid and they, it was like they two and then they were both playing the French team together. Mm-hmm. Um, that French team, they probably, again, they won a World Cup in 1998. Could have won more, they got the final in 2006, Zidane got sent off. They got the final in 2002. 2002 as well, Brazil beat them. Brazil beat them. And they won in 1998. Right. So that was like a, in a row. I know, the, the one-one, but... Zidane's dinking the final, by the way, just to remember it, Jesus. That's disgusting. That's, I'd like... To have the balls today, in a final, man. That is disgusting, isn't it? I know. I think he's like, the, at that time, he's the only player in the world that done that. Oh, he's like... Chris doesn't even fancy himself doing that in pen, I think, when we play up. I don't fancy doing it, I have to go, and nobody's watching, man. I know. You know what I mean? Today, that number one final is the ballsiest thing I know. See, you know, World Cup final. Just had it in the middle, like, only a dick. You know, I know. They had the bomb bounce, but that was just him showing off. That was just him showing off. If you're a goalie in a World Cup final, you're diving. Ah, you're diving. If you don't dive, you're the biggest mug ever. You would just, like, 
I, I wouldn't personally. I'd roll the ball. I know, I can't, like, nine, nine people out of ten would just sputter it down the middle. Uh, to think that in a World Cup final is like, that's just no. That's no. You're under joke, man. Right, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to convince you about Zidane at number three. He did just half, mate. He did get sent off. What the fuck? He's going to something that's never probably going to happen again. No. Probably the only time the boys ever lost his cool, have you? I don't know, it's not really like that, that's just so sorry. Last ever game? Uh, Maybe what he did just for his last ever game. It's been a Baldy Barnett's, but Terry Henry, come on. Baldy Barnett's. He's got to be, he's got to be in the national league. Have a Baldy Barnett number two. Best ever player to play in the Premier League for me, I know we're going to talk about that another time. But, Hondi was just unstoppable. We're talking about Kaka being unstoppable. Hondi was unstoppable for a good five, six years, I think. For me... It's like kind of like I love Manu teams and I love that and but on like Rui and Bergkamp were the best front two I've ever seen kick a ball like it fit in the Premier League just for just cause I but that know. was like that's not just a credit that's not just me discrediting on Rui by saying that he was a good apart front two like it takes a it takes a what generally world class like up there football player to be on the same wavelength as what Bergkamp was on a football player. I don't know. And they two were just different. They just made each other's jobs easier. That's how they get better and better and better. But then Henri would take moments by himself, like the goal against Spurs where he goes by one and yeah. goes by two. Man U, the turn in the dink, the, just carrying that very poor Arsenal team to a Champions League final. I, I know, like, I think near the, when it got out, that year they got to the Champions League, he pretty much single-handedly got on there. And then he went on, he went on himself, he went on himself and he scored, he got, he cheated, but he got, France for a, a Euros at quite an old age. It was quite an old age when yeah, that happened. Uh, won a Champions League with Barca, uh, and he kind of. That game, it was yeah. another one that kind of helped American football, like the American get soccer, stuff, get right. such an attraction. Like when he went over to New York. Yeah, so he done things, man. I, I, he, he, his early career probably the worst. The worst kind of points in his career when he was like kind of when he bounced to Juventus and got sold a year later for not really having performances and that. Mm-hmm. But like just for there, like Juventus must be raging. <laughs> like no, it's like you, your club, you, you, they sell someday. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna just go in. Chris, in fact, you've not even done your number two, son. Number two, come on, Chris. Is. Right, uh, my number two is Carlos Puyol. Wow. I think uh, probably the greatest defender ever in history. That is a great discussion between like. Who would be the greatest centre? Uh, that's a hard discussion, man. I just think a pool, you're out and out defending, body on the line, stop doing anything to stop a goal. I think he's, I think he was just phenomenal. Barcelona through his career, also he came through at Barcelona, and uh, he's an effect he's had on players like like Piqué, who had Mascherano players like that. He's had an effect on as a captain and a leader. And you could even say Messi, players even not even just defenders, just players at Barca. He's had. A great effect on it's probably made them go on and have a better career because of Puyo and his captain and leader's kind of skills. So I went for Puyo just because I think he's one of the greatest defenders in our history. Nice. Puyo was kind of like, uh, Puyo kind of brought us back to realisation like in the, the, he was probably the, the most modern kind of, I think like the good old fashioned centre half, like yeah, sweeper yeah. centre half. like. I suppose still man. five foot ten. Do you know what I mean? He's playing centre oh, five foot ten, five foot something like that, wasn't he? Oh. He wasn't a six foot three animal that we see uh, running about the park. You talk about that stamina and all that, but no, listen, he was still an animal. But yeah. he was probably like Kaka as well. Where like and Zidane really is like he's not like he's he makes himself look. Uh, you, like a he, he made himself look like a bigger player than what uh, he was. He used that but easy we're talking about like boys like Beckenbauer and Bobby Moore and these five foot nine centre halves and that like. Puyol and probably Cannavaro as well, like, at that time frame, like, these are boys that are playing centre-half again, and back then as well, you're still talking about, like, Henri's a six-foot-one guy, yeah. you're talking about big striker. No, but then they just reinvented it, as you said, they've reinvented it, and they two as Cannavaro again, and they're probably, as we've mentioned, the best players and defenders in the world at the time, so it was, they took it on another level, man, they used everything they had, mm-hmm. and, like, went beyond that. Puyol was a, he was a warrior man. Aye, but see the thing with Puyol is, he played right back when he was younger. He had that versatility. Aye, well, Sergio Ramos didn't he, he was just shipped it to right back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, uh, so, we're talking about another World Cup winner. 
and not off the Champions League winner and not off Euros winner and not off what else can we talk about Barcelona definitely lost something he retired aye they replaced him with Mascherano and they they did they did win two Champions League with him but they did not like it wasn't definitely missed man like that either in the Barca dressing room PK for me has always kind of been like a steady defender but at his prime was probably when we had Puyol next to him needing a Puyol beside him aye whereas Puyol didn't need another one beside him he was the one oh this is going to get in a great we're going to have a good wee best defender of a conversation Cannavaro, Maldini, Puyol, this will be a discussion. Yeah, a good discussion Perry, man. we've already spoken about as well. Yeah, even for like, I know, maybe not, so gamble stuff like that as well for just for a couple of years being unbeatable uh, at times. So, um, this is this is going to be difficult. See, I'll put for Zidane was my number one. Who was number five? <laughs> Who was number five for us in this list so far? Number five was my number five. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Number four was Mal- uh, Kaka, then Maldini. Now for the number two. I wouldn't mind putting Zidane forward for the number one. If I can make an argument. number two. Right. But if you want to put Puyol on at number two, but Honey uh, has to be in the list regardless. Like, then someone else would make him out. I'm going to put my number one forward, right? And then we'll talk about the discussion. Right, right? okay. Right. And Chris can have his number one as well. My number one is the best player at his prime to ever kick a football was the original, the Ronaldo. The original Ronaldo. Like, just the phenomenon. Like, this boy was different, different. Like, he's got a statistic with 70 goals in his career, he went round the goalie. (laughs) That is... Crazy, and we're talking about like we we all kind of forget like oh he did fall like he, he fell off like kind of towards the end of his career, but like we're talking like Barcelona what a player, PSV what a player, Inter Milan what a player, Real Madrid what a player. Like, these are four, and this is still a long career to kind of do that. Do you know what I mean? People and the fact that people say he's, he's a bit like people say about look Messi and Ronaldo excluded for this, but people even with them included say that he's the best player to ever play football. At his um, peak, like, just like to, in, just for like just that like to watch just on the phenom- what is it called the phenomenon? Ah, uh, phenomenon. He's ah, uh, he's unreal. Two World Cups he won. Ah, uh, uh, runner up in a World Cup. Ah, uh, I'm talking mere trophies here. I, this is a thing I always kind of forget. Like, yeah, I, it doesn't win a Ballon d'Or, did it? No, no, I didn't know. I don't think he did. No, no I won two Ballon There we go. Oh, That's he, did, he did, he did, won two. <laughs> two, nah, one, uh, two Ballon d'Ors and it... What, he must have been like 20 or something when he won them. Didn't he win one at 20 and 21 or something? Uh, See, it wouldn't have been later on. It was 2002 he won one. Uh, I'm aye. sure that's the year they won the World Cup. I'm sure they won the World Cup, And he scored two in the final, didn't he? I remember the World Cup in 1998 when he got poisoned. He was well or something. But that's how big he was as a player. He's an icon of the game. We talk about icons and that, but we're talking like people running about with that barn that he had. I know. That's how much of an icon he was. Horrendous barn, man. But only he could get away with that at the time. Nobody cared. Everyone wanted to clob him. So the guys are one of the fucking bleached hair. Just honestly... What just what, I can't even say a lot more. Do you think? Do you think that like I'm not arguing against Ronaldo because now now that you've named him, he's got to be in it, of course. However, do you think the longevity thing maybe like maybe he didn't have like the full career that like maybe some of the other players had? I don't know. But I don't want to argue against him. I'm just uh, if, we're talking. Like, we're we're kind of talking like but to just as a football, like just as a football for like something to describe and it just. For what you see, when he's at his very best, he was the best out of that list. For me, we talk about longevity mm. in that, but it's still on two bandos, don't we? We talk about longevity, but I don't know how much longer, like, listen, a lot of it isn't in our lifetime, so it can be excluded, right? But we're talking about, about 10 years. Well, I think he kind of did his fall off, like, towards 2006, right? Aye. But, Aye. remember, he, he won a World Cup in 1994. I think he was a 94? part of the squad that won the World Cup. He was a part of the squad that won the World Cup. He played quite a lot. Born in Peru, he was in USA. Was he? No, he was a part uh, of the squad. That's nuts, mate. I thought he kind of broke in in like 1997 or not. 
No, he was, he was, he was in the squad. I think he was actually still in Brazil, but he got called up to the squad. Fuck oh, up, too. So, I suppose then, 2006, now, would have been a bit older, wouldn't it? I think. Well, would have been like 28 or something. I, like, I think he was like 29, kind of fourth, and do you know what? That's, quite, that's still quite young for like, considering one of the players ever. But, like, he got a lot of bad injuries, I think. Aye, he, he did get a lot of bad injuries, but I'm just, I'm just talking like. Like, that's scary, man. A like, striker, he's the, he is the best striker that does ever that's ever kicked a ball. No matter like if we're talking about players, but no matter what, like yeah, in his prime, there's never been a better striker. I mean, Perry, we yeah, can talk about that. We're kind of arguing of like the statistics and the amount of goals and that. And I don't think like statistically wise, he was like he did score a lot. Of yeah, goals. I did, but like just not to like the extent that maybe some others did. But he's got to be in it. Yeah, I'm having a, I'm having a wee look at kind of statistics and that because we uh just to kind of back up my my facts here and all that and all that but like when it was at PSV he scored forty two goals in forty six games. PSV was unreal man. And then he played a year at Barcelona before he went to Inter. I don't know why what happened there, but I've never really had the hint. But that one year he had at Barcelona thirty four goals in thirty seven. Oh, games. it was immense. And right. then Milan was prop for me and Milan was the best you you, you ever saw. Bro. See the see the video clips when you watch your back and he was just like that only kit. dodgy pitches now and he's doing like wee things that you just he was unimaginable, like probably man. the best defenders. Nah, top defense, solid defenders in that yeah. one. So it wasn't just like a fucking pizzy league. But for me he was the best player ever kick a ball. At his prime peak, that best player ever kick a ball. Like Chris, what's your number one? Fair enough. Uh Mambo Wild Wave Greatest ever midfielder ever played a game. I went with Steven Gerrard, Stevie G. No bias at all? Aye, aye, that's it, aye. No, I went with him because think about great midfielders, you just think of Gerrard, he just pops in your head. And I think he's just, he's just the midfielder, the greatest midfielder ever. The way he passed the ball, the amount of troubles that he got little put away, like last minute goals against West Ham in the FA Cup final. Olympiacos. Olympiacos. To get them through the groups in the Champions League. Fucking the penalty scored against AC Milan to start the comeback for them to win the Champions League. Aye, it was a header. Oh, he scored a penalty in the I think he was going to hit like the stick on the floor. I think, I, I, I could be wrong, but... Steve Gerrard didn't have a penalty, that's a travesty. <laughs> I wouldn't even check it up, but... He's got the header anyway. I scored the header anyway, that's a travesty. Like, Chris has kind of got a list of like boys that have just kind of came through academies and done such a long job. Yeah. Like, we're talking like Puyol, Gerrard and Terry. Uh, Terry. Right. But, I mean, Gerrard stayed with Liverpool his whole career, but he did until he went to early Galaxy in America. Two years or something when it was uh, there. Aye, then he was career. And still, even when he went to America, you could see that class still oozed out of him. Mm-hmm. And the attraction thing that you spoke about with Henry earlier, Gerard, I think that as well. He's a, he was a big name in America that brought all the fans to start watching like MLS, kind of. So, I mean, I don't see it wrong with Gerard as the greatest. This is kind of difficult, man. I, I, boys, I'm lost. I'm really lost with it. I'm gonna put a list out there. Cause I just feel like, but the, the way we're naming all these so fucking unbelievable players, the five, the five and the fours are gonna end up getting shipped out, man. That's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm quite happy. Oh, is your Ronaldinho? I'm no. But <laughs> I have to. At this point. Kaka. But also, Kaka needs to get shipped out. Maldini. Maldini's got to be in it. For me. We've already voted that. Conry, Zidane and Ronaldo have got to be in it. Definitely. Gerrard's got to be in it for me. And then Gerrard. Who was the other place then? Maldini, Kaka, Ronaldinho, Zidane, Conry, then fucking... I'm quite, I'm actually quite happy about... Gerrard done it, man. I was going to say in front of Ronaldinho. Aye. Kaka comes out. Listen, it's a lot of bias. Like you can, you can see my bias. But see if we talk about Scottish football, you'll hear me talk about Celtic and I'll talk about Rangers. But, uh, why don't we start for like one back to five then? For me, Arnie. I'm good. I'm happy to put Arnie in. Number one. I'm happy with that. I agree with that. I'll have to agree with that. <laughs> Number two is Zidane. Arnie. Because you had Zidane in the list as well, didn't you? Ah, uh, well, I'm fine with Zidane being three for Gerard to be two. 
Den har en ny Ghostbag, hva? Det er får. Ja. Gerard Tø. Yeah. No deal. Like me or lump me? No deal. Right. Lump you. R9. Mabby. R9. Right. Sedan. Right. Maldini. Head. Henry Gerald. Nah, man. No deal. Nah, I agree with that. Yeah, the only. Nah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's just then the hang would be from I'd actually put, Ger- I'd put Gerald in front of me. I would. I'd show that. And if it was in our decade, I actually might squeeze Gerald in front of Maldini because Gerald played for so long on the, the uh, our life thing. Nah, I like I like your one. I, I'd go with your one, your first one that you just done. Aye. I do. Where did you have Gerald? Five. Five. Uh, he's in the Oscar, isn't it? Can you go one this week. Yeah. Really got Zidane too. Yeah. If Danny gets Zidane, it'd be a fucking issue. That's the thing, but we all agreed on Zidane. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of putting him in number two, because you had him in one, I had him in two, Trust and he me. had him in three. Right. So let's go even and just... I know it sounds like I'm putting him in two, because yeah, that's where I put him, but that is <laughs> let's like... Let's go even, though, And then I've got our nine in as well, but like... Yeah. Come on. Like, if, and, uh, you, if you watch football... I say five, they five of the ones, it's just a If you watch game. football, guys, right... Which I hope they all do, because it's a football uh, podcast. <laughs> but maybe they just like hear their like, voices. Chris's voice. Chris's deep voice. Aye. Some of the old grannies want a granddaddy if they can fuck with them. Aye. <laughs> Sorry, Bing. Did you get a bus for free? Did you get a bus for free? <laughs> He's not talking to me. Don't speak there. <laughs> the voice is delicious, big man. Can we cut out so what he said just because we weren't allowed to say it? Beeps. Gleep, beep. It's hard, right? We know our nine is a down or two. Oh, one and two. Yeah. Aye, easy. And, and then, then it's just Henry, Gerard and Maldini. Where do you put them? Just, and it doesn't really matter. I'm be, I just want to put... Uh, listen, Maldini, I love attacking players and I love midfielders, but I just... Uh, for uh, me, I want to put Maldini in there. Because just... Because he was the best in the... Best in the like, see, he's yeah, probably the best... This is the thing about... Positions. Like, if we talk... This is another argument for Maldini. Is like, see, if we talk about the best midfielder to ever play the game, there's millions of people in the conversation. Mm. It's the same with centre horse, but yeah. left back they're probably putting Maldini as number or Roberto Carlos, but I don't know. And what that top what that top three would be is like you'd have the best forward, Ronaldo, you'd have the best midfielder as he's done, then you'd have the best defender, Maldini as your top three. And I think that works quite well. Yeah. And then you'd have Henri and Gerald. Or Gerald and Henri, whatever you want. Go put a vote up. Get me vote up, mate. I'll try and do that. You try and do that this time? Oh, yeah. I told him to do it the last time and it took three days. So I know, I don't think we'd get much of a response, but. What a response we got, by the way? We did, man. You've no valid people voting or something like that. I know, but eh. Uh, I said, my debates are kind of coming out and talk nowadays, lads, so. Nah, no, I agree. Chris, I'm happy Chris got a couple of names in this thing. Do you like It's interesting. Now, Chris, you know what? We're going to do our best defenders in our lifetime one eventually. I mean, yeah. they're probably going to be here, you're just going to speak. You're just going to talk for 40 minutes. Oh my <laughs> god, it's like an ASMR. That's where we'll get the listeners, man. <laughs> Aye, Chris, this is a wee recording. Aye, Chris, this will be the conversation, and you'll, you'll, be, you'll be in your element talking about best defenders. I will be, I can't wait for that. Aye. I'll start telling you, Sergio Ramos and Danny Alves. Oh, Ramos says yeah. no way near that. But, boys, top five, I'm pleased with that. You enjoy it? Aye. Yep. We actually don't know our fourth and fifth, but we we we'll, we'll know. We'll let we'll let the punters. Do we have a three-way vote? Ronaldinho. Do we have a four-way vote? Kaka, Ronaldinho, Maldini, and. Don't know. Henri. I don't know if I get the facilities for that, my phone. <laughs> Big man. Fuck you, though. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get some sort of vote up in the Instagram. Did they so debate because we've not came up to a final decision? You know, it's one of the ones you just kind of. It's coming to an end, so just fucking end it. It's opinions, isn't it? Like, it's all opinions. Like, we could go on forever, like, talking about that. And that's what makes football so good to talk about, because you can do that. And mm. nobody's ever really right, nobody's wrong. Uh, the things are always changing. We could look at this list in 10 years, and Ronaldo and Messi will be retired. Van Dijk would be in it, probably. Shut up. Probably not. Not a chance, man. Shut up. Uh, 
Uh, Ramos is fucking settling on it. Ramos has had a better career than Van Dijk's had. Because he's played like 10 years longer? No. Aye? No. Aye? 10 years longer. Oh, 6 years, 7 years. Yeah, but Round at, up. The, at the top for longer as well. Ah, oh, well. But then again, it's long duration. Fuck, I don't know, right? But we'll lads. talk about Ramos and Van Dijk one day, right? Because Ramos was a baller and they did this group of pals like Step Matter. <laughs> I just think he's a bit of Hatchet merchant. Good, but chop him. Just start that getting, getting the boy sent off and the, that Cadrado sent off in the final. That's uh-huh, what, just not what I'm on. Uh-huh. Nah, I'm just not Who won it? Well, they're winning it fucking anyway. Who won it? Who won it? He's a final player, mate. Salah. There you go, break your arm. Nah, he's just a big dirty. Cadrado get you sent off, see you later. I'll score, a fi- I'll score a header against Atletico, the best defence in the planet. I'll score yeah, I don't know why I was speaking about Ramos, because we're coming into that, that's the way it's coming up. Ten goals in the league this season. I know, and twenty-three penalties. Last twenty-three penalties, he scored them all. That's a good record. Going on new. Maybe get striker. Like Aguero, something. I know. Messi, 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 and Ronaldo haven't even got that list. I don't know, but they have that many penalties that we're gonna miss one. Anyway, fucking hell, I don't know. We'll have this. Just get it done. Just get this conversation right, boys. What's our next one? Eh. What's our next one? You choose, because at the end of the day. I was gonna do. Always go your decision, don't we? Oh, shots, 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 shots. Uh, Barry's idea to do the podcast at all time, uh, and Barry was also my idea to do the, uh, the, the hosting. We got we gave Chris a chance earlier, he done uh, well, but Barry didn't like it. I, I was happy with it, man, it's just you stopped. Uh, <laughs> some people, Chris, uh, Barry thought it sounded a bit like a, like a, a, mon- a Monday morning jazz intro on the radio. Uh, Monday morning just woke up for a fucking uh, like rough Your granny's are up and it's just... Here's the Blues Brothers, they're on. I love Sunday, man. But what's the next one? What are we thinking? We could maybe do... I was going to hang... I was thinking that we would do... What was the last name? We'll do Anna I was thinking the last name we would do the transfers. We could do the worst transfers. Ah, we could do worst. And then we could end up doing... Look, send us ideas for a guys. I was maybe thinking we'll do a wee... Best 11 or something. Best 11. Yeah. And put it on your vote, but send us ideas through if you if you have listened fifty two minutes and how many five, odd, six things. Oh, the first bit gets cut up to it, but I no, I do that editing. But that's me, Barry. By the way, <laughs> he does the one two threes. I did the one two three. I did the one two three fours, Rodney. Uh, right, guys, <laughs> thanks very much for listening. It is Rabone for six minutes longer than what it should have been. Sorry, lads. Cheers, Cheers lads.